Hi. Hello. Hi. Is this thing on? Hello. Okay. Um. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I just wanted to welcome you all to to the uh, Shamecast. Um. Are any of you listening to me? Okay. Well. Well. Um, in any case, well, I'll just start start my show. So, uh, here I go. of the Shane cast. My name is Shane. I am, of course, your host, and you are the audience, uh, and that makes you incredibly awesome. I love every single one of you, and I was ju- I was just thinking uh, as I started, uh, it popped into my mind about how I, uh, over the past uh, few episodes, uh, I've listened to the whole thing, and I, each each episode I've listened to every single thing, and I, and I was wondering, do I lisp? Do I have a lisp? And I, I know I do. I have a very light lisp, apparently. And I was noticing that a lot of the words that had S's in them, I tended to slur them. I wish I could boast the fact that I was drunk every single time, but of course, I'm not. So I'm, I'm never drunk, actually, when it comes to the podcast. But maybe it would be more interesting if I was. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, the reason I was thinking about it is that the topic I wanted to discuss is the topic of failure, which, of course, is something people love to talk about. They love to talk about it every single day uh, and every single minute of every single day. But I think in reality, I think most people tend to avoid it. They meant they tend to they don't talk about anything they've done wrong and they don't talk about anything that they've uh, broken or screwed up. Uh and and I, I am the very first one to admit that I don't do everything right every single day. I screw up all the time. It's called learning. It's how people learn to do things. Uh, whether it is from your daily life of, say, I don't know, brushing your teeth properly all the way through uh, dealing with adversaries or war or whatever. Uh, the reality is, I think, is people will avoid discussing their failures at every single turn. They will never, ever discuss them. I mean, I can't say that I stand out on a soapbox on a street corner and say, oh, I fucked up here and there, but I don't. I don't do that at all. Um, but, and here's the reason. The reason I'm thinking about this, the reason that this is something on my mind is that last night I was out at a, uh, a show uh, done by a company out of Ottawa called Mikasa Theater. Now, to give you some history on Mikasa Theater, uh, we ran a theater festival from 2010 until 2012 called Neanderthal, or as its official name is, the Neanderthal Arts Festival. And uh, we did it for those three years, and one of the groups we had was the Mikasa people, and we brought them in from Ottawa, and they performed a show called Countries Shaped Like Stars. It was a great production, it was fun, it was weird, it was exciting, and it did very well. Uh, but... Um, the the festival that they are at this year, uh, they went and 
we leapt at the opportunity to go and see them again. But the show was about failure. It was not about the discussion of failure or about failure in any sort of general sense. It was actually about them sort of riding the high that they were on from the country's shaped like stars show, which did very well. They toured it at a bunch of places. They did, they had all kinds of cool things going on. Uh, and so what, of course do you, as they said in this show, what do you do after you have this high of these shows where the shows get you exposure, people offer you things, they want you to do things with them. Uh, what happens is that they, uh, decided to go on and do their next show and they wanted it to be bigger. They wanted it to be more spectacular. They wanted more things in it. They had to, one of the uh, people in, the sh- in the, uh, this organization had a really strong idea of what show it is they wanted. But the problem is what happens a lot of the time in the whole process of creation is things don't always go the way you picture them. They don't actually go the way that you want. And this was what this show was about. The show, of course, that I'm talking about was called uh, Revised from the Belly of a Whale. Uh, The reason that they had that title is that the original show was called From the Belly of a Whale. And what happened is they did this show. They involved a whole bunch of people, people that they liked, people they trusted, people that they thought were really creative. But the whole process, the process that they followed normally from beginning to end was altered because they invited these other people in. Now, this this theater company I'm talking about is, is really only two performers and one director. People, they, they get together, they know each other very well, but they decided that the next step was to make their collaboration with all these other artists much, much larger. And it did not go well. I mean, it's obvious that what I'm, you know, if I'm talking about failure, they must have failure. Uh, they must have failed. They must have failed in a spectacular way. And they did. They flamed out in such a way where the day of their first performance was the last one they did because they could not continue the show because it was so terrible and so bad that they felt if they did it, they would do themselves harm. And that's what happened. And 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 I and I, it struck me that I don't really talk about my failures a lot and. I think that's actually not a good thing. I think that being able to air those out and be able to say that to people that, okay, to the ability for somebody to admit that they've done wrong or that they've messed up or that they have done something they're not proud of makes them a stronger person. I think that it absolutely makes them somebody more apt to do well in the future than to continue failing in the future. So if that made any sense, but essentially I don't do everything right. I screw up all the time. I learn from screwing up. And this is the thing. Not, and I'm saying screwing up, but a lot of the things that people do generally are trial and error. When you first want to read a book, you don't read a book like that. You don't instantly know how to read a book. Uh, if you decide you want to enter a certain type of career, you don't know what to do. And uh, this it just popped into my head now, but this whole uh, part of... Uh, of of, of this experience in my brain is that uh, I was watching this documentary by the CBC uh, called the millennial problem or something like that, where essentially uh, the millennials that are there, you know, in the last few years are hitting sort of the late twenties. Don't quite understand the, the 
importance of experience. They feel that they are ready to take on challenges that they're obviously not ready for, in my opinion, but they're not able to do things. They need to learn things. And I, and in retrospect of my growth as an individual and a human being, I know exactly when I was, say, 22, that I needed to be slapped upside the head. But of course, the people that are around you at that time of your life are either around the same age or they're your parents. And you don't listen to your parents when you're 22. Are you kidding? No, you don't listen to them through your teens. You listen to your parents when you're 28, 29, 30. And I think that's something that I experienced. I think it's something that I've seen other people experience. Whereas they get older and they begin to recognize their parents are human beings as well, that they actually start to listen to them. Uh, because the times that – it's sort of this weird timing problem where parents sort of talk to their kids, but they feel they're imparting information to them. But the problem is the timing is just so off. I don't know why it's off. I just think that it is. For some bizarre reason, when you hit teenagehood and you get to, say, 25, 26, that's sort of that area where you're so much in sync with trying to get to – or trying to identify who you are as an individual that you tend to ignore your parents. I don't know if it's a wise thing for kids to do or young adults. God, I feel like I'm so old all of a sudden. My God. But essentially, I mean, this is just how I, in retrospect of my, of my growing up, I think that I listened to my parents more as a late twenties uh, and especially into my thirties. I mean, my God, my parents became, what is it? Uh, I think at one point I commented about how I thought my parents suddenly became really smart you know, when I was, say, 30, 31. But, uh, so that's, God, 10 years ago. But it's sort of how I experienced life. You know, you, you are struggling so hard to identify who it is that you are as an individual and what you really want to do with your life and all those kinds of things that you just expunge everything else from, the, from, your, from your cranium and you, and you get stupid for a while. Um, but not stupid in a bad way, but stupid in that way of, uh, I am going to learn about the world and I'm going to do it on my terms and I'm going to make the mistakes I should make. Because I think mistakes and screwing up and all kinds of things are the best way to learn. And I mean, I have employees, I've had, empl- I've had employees for years and I like it when they screw up. I like it when they mess stuff up because I have this feeling that if they mess up, they're not going to mess up again. You know, or at least they're not going to mess up as bad the next time they run into that situation or that, in my case, technology. So I think it's really important that we get out of our own heads and talk about our failures because they're not, I mean, this is the, this is the strange thing about thinking about them as failures. I don't think they're failures ultimately. I think that they're just experiences that have a negative sort of, you know, there's a negative tone to them. Uh, you know, you say the wrong thing. I mean, fuck years ago. Um, I went through this very brief stage where I was trying, I was cognitively trying to tell people they should have more fun with their lives. I was trying to have more fun. I was trying to experience my life in a way that I thought was more important. Uh, and the catchphrase that I, for some bizarre reason for, I, I swear this went on for like about a year where everything I said, I said, have fun. And I was, and I regret this so badly. I had a friend that had a younger brother and, and, the, and the brother passed away at a, at a young age. It was tragic. It was awful. Um, 
And as an adult, I'm like, wow, that was brutal and terrible. It tore a family apart, I think. Uh, it definitely was not a positive experience in any way, shape, or form. But I was at the funeral, and I was hugging the mother of the person who had died, and for some stupid reason, I said, have fun. And they looked at me and said, well, that was a weird thing to say. And I think they either thought I was nuts, but I know I, they didn't like hate me or anything because I've, I've talked to them many times since. But I think at the time, they, they kind of wrote it off as being, well, that's kind of weird and that's sort of strange. But I guess, you know, people mourn in different ways and that kind of thing. But it always stuck with me that why the hell did I say have fun to the grieving parent of a dead kid? Like that is I, – I beat myself up for years about that because I felt like such an ass – 10 seconds after I said it, and for the next decade, I thought, what an idiot. My God, I am the stupidest person alive. What is wrong with me? And that is a failure of not necessarily – I don't, actually, I don't even really think of it as a failure. I think it's more of just a stupid thing somebody did, and it's just an unfortunate experience. And, and I don't think I've told anyone about it. So congratulations. You're the first people to know. But essentially, I mean, it's really something that I think that we need to talk more about, these stupid things that we do growing up and, and throughout our entire lives. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm 41 years old, and I know that 30 years from now, I'm still going to be making the same mistakes or saying the same stupid shit that I'm saying right now. The problem is I'm going to understand, or not the problem, the experience that I'll gain throughout that time is that I will learn that the stuff I'm talking about now is still valid and that I, I might have more insight into it at that point. And I hope for every bee fiber in my being that I, you know, 30 years from now I can listen to this podcast and I go, you know, Shane, you had, you were on the right track, but there's these 10 things that you didn't know about or hadn't experienced yet or really needed to get your head around. I mean, there's so many experiences I haven't had and there's so many experiences that I want to have that I, I just, I know that I can learn from. I know that I can, I can, I mean, I want to climb a mountain uh, in the Himalayas. Not not the ones you're thinking of, but just any hill. I mean, hell, I want to visit every single province and territory of the country I live in, and I haven't done that yet at the age of 41. And here's the scary thing is I want to actually ride a bike doing it. I want to canoe. I want to walk. I want to just do it. And I, and I fear right now, and at this stage of my life, at this very moment in time, that I'm never going to get to that point. And I know that now that I've said it and put it out there that I'm going to do it. So there you go. But anyway... I know that I'm going to fuck that up too. I'm going to screw that up. I'm going to have bad experiences doing that. I'm going to make wrong decisions. But the thing is, acknowledging that I know that I'm going to do that makes it a little less screwy. It makes it a little less... Uh, not screwy. <laughs> I am suddenly in a uh, Warner Brothers cartoon, a Looney Tune or something. But essentially, I mean, the thing is, there's never a right answer to anything. And I don't... And and I mean, I suppose... I... I there's one moment, one point, I think, that there's always the right decision, and that has to do with nuclear energy. Completely a strange thing to say, but I know that in nuclear energy, there are one, there are there are right answers and there are wrong answers, and if you fuck it up, people die, so there you go. Anyway, I'm coming up on time, and the last few episodes have been overtime, so I'm just going to cut it there, but essentially, talk about your failures more. 
I hope that I can talk about them and I hope that I'm brave enough and strong enough to be able to talk about them more. And, but the reality is your failures are not entire failures. They are learning experiences. They are things that, you know, you can think back on and be able to grow from. I, 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 what else can you say to that? So thank you so much, guys. I will see you next time. Uh, be strong. Talk about your failures to people you love and, you know, life will get better. I, what else can there be, right? Right. <laughs>